Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And this is Vicki filling in for Doug today with the episode credits for Season 4, Episode 3, Personal Effects. Guest cast, Brian J. Smith as Jesse and Dee Wallace as Mrs. Garner. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Ian Stokes, John Paul Nickel, and Michael Jones Morales. Directed by Andrew Seckler. Original air date, August 6, 2012. And now, the episode quick cap. The team heads to Devil's Lake to collect artifacts, once held by Walter Sykes. After checking out the clients of a cleaning woman who was killed by what seemed to be a spider bite, with no apparent bite, they discover that one home was owned by someone with the last name Mazanti, the last name of the illustrator of Kaladi's Pinocchio. Pete and Micah go to the house and find that they are too late. All the artifacts have been stolen and pawned. The only artifact left behind was the Boa Vista plantation token that caused the spider bite on the housekeeper. Pete and Micah interview the security company and are given a name, Jesse Ashton. They set off to find him while the rest of the team splits the list of the other missing artifacts. They are able to recoup the artifacts that had not been pawned. Catherine O'Leary's cowbell, which is the artifact that blew up the pawn shop, the clothing iron, headphones, and the mask. Claudia and Steve recovered John A. McGreedy's Ray-Ban sunglasses, an unnamed birdcage, and Maurice Vermersch's waffle iron. While completing their list, Steve begins to suspect that Claudia is feeling his injuries. Later, he confirms his suspicion by pricking his own finger and watching Claudia feel it. Meanwhile, Artie and Lena go after and are successful in recovering Napoleon Bonaparte's violin and Bobby Jones's golf clubs. While under the influence of the clubs, Artie angrily yells about saving everyone and not having the ability to tell anyone in front of Lena, who now has questions. Pete and Micah discover that Jesse is using the pipe to create weather conditions to enable him to create distractions in order for him to steal, to raise money for his brother's heart transplant surgery. There is a weather-related standoff at the hospital when Jesse tries to force Mrs. Gardner, the hospital administrator, to operate on his brother. When he finally understands that a compatible heart and not money is the reason that they have not been able to perform surgery, Jesse realizes that he has the same rare blood type as his brother. Therefore, his heart should be compatible. Jesse uses the pipe to direct a lightning strike at himself. The lightning kills him and provides a viable heart for his brother. was sent to the dead agent's vault or that there is a dead agent's vault? Why don't we focus on the fact that you are not in the dead agent's vault, Pollyanna? Hi, we're back with Season 4, Episode 3, Personal Effect. The artifact of the week from Wiki Warehouse is... Richard E. Burr's smoking pipe. The artifact activates when someone puts it in their mouth. Once activated, the windmills at each side of the pipe begin spinning and smoke comes out. The smoke can affect the weather, and if used properly, the user can control the weather freely. This includes thunderstorms, tornadoes, and even lightning strikes when the stem is pointed at the desired location. I'm going to read one of the pieces of Johan Maisel's metronome that I left out when I read it in An Evil Within because it was something we didn't know until this episode. And there's still one more part that I'll save until we get to the episode that it comes up in because I actually do remember this stuff, believe it or not. <laughs> so one of the parts that I left out was the apparent downside is the one who used the metronome for resurrection takes the pain for both themselves and the resurrected. So that didn't come up until this episode, so I didn't want to read it back in The Evil Within. And like I said, I do remember this episode, but I didn't remember that they were searching for Walter's artifacts. 
But I did remember the whole thing with Jesse, and I did remember Steve figuring out that Claudia feels his pain. But I have two questions, and I don't know if they're questions that could be answered. They're just questions. So they were able to determine where to begin looking for the artifacts because Micah recognized the last name of the owner of one of the properties, Mazanti, because Enrico Mazanti was the original illustrator of Colati's Pinocchio. That one, the Mazanti residence. Artie, Enrico Mazanti, he was the original illustrator of Carlos Collodi's Pinocchio. And Sykes was obsessed with Collodi's bracelet. Now we've heard about Collati and his connection to Pinocchio because of the bracelet that Walter had, the one that enabled him to walk. But he used the illustrator's name to buy the house. Do you think the original version of Collati's book was the book that Walter killed the regent for? Because I don't think we ever found out what that book was, did we? I don't think so. Because that would make sense, I guess, except that what would he need this book for? It wouldn't be just for the guy's name, to use the guy's name. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about it that way. I mean, it kind of makes sense because he's the illustrator and we were looking at this red book, but there's got to be more to it than just using the guy's last name. Like, what did he want it so badly for? Right. And and we never got back to that. I don't remember ever hearing about that again, right? Am I right? Right. And we also don't know the other stuff that has been taken or what's missing in the warehouse or what he took. But, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my second question I did remember that Claudia was going to be able to feel Steve's pain. And like I said back in the episode, I didn't remember that Jane had anything to do with it. But I was wondering if Jane knew that she was going to be able to feel Steve's pain when she allowed Claudia to bring Steve back. Because at one point she did tell Claudia she would be risking her life by bringing him back. So did she know this? Or was she just talking about having to force her to breathe during the process of bringing him back? Wow, you made some valid points. I didn't think about that either. I'm kind of wondering if she knew it, but if she knew it, why wouldn't she say? Why wouldn't she tell her? Well, one thing with any artifact, once you use it, you know there's a price to pay on it. Right. So most of the time, people die. And in this case, Claudia's feeling his pain. So I have to imagine if he gets killed, which he won't, he'll he'll be alive and Claudia will die. Right. Yeah. He got the cut. And she felt the pain. He got the cut, and she felt the pain. And she felt the pain. You're right. Because she asked Micah to look at her neck, and there's nothing there. And that's when he he took the pen and did his finger, and that's when it confirmed. So, see, I don't know. We could look at it both ways. Like, she dies from his injury. Like, if somebody stabbed him, he would have the stab mark, I guess, and Claudia would feel the pain. So mm. would that kill her? Probably. That's what I'm assuming. I don't think it would kill her. It'd have to be something else because if they're thinking that, that she's going to be charge of the warehouse, because it's always indicated that she's going to be, right. you know, in charge. So I'm thinking she's not going to die. They might use another artifact or something to keep her alive. Yeah. But I don't believe she'll die or she'll be on the brink of death. And, you know, she'll live. But and- I just can't see her dying, dying. Because somewhere along the line, they're all seeing her as future. Right. That's a good point. And that also leads to my wondering if they're in an alternate timeline. Because the regents, we find out, didn't give permission. But Jane, if she knew that Claudia could die, why would she put Claudia in that position, knowing that she was going to take over the warehouse at right. some point? Hmm. 
So like I said, I'm remembering more, but I don't remember what the outcome of all this is. But I still don't think that Jane, if we were in the proper timeline or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't think that Jane would have given permission. And I don't think the regents would have been that okay about it. Not that they were okay, but they didn't really do anything about it after it was done. Right. It could be. You know, when I see this episode, I only remember certain pieces. I just remember uh, Jesse and the brother. That's all I mostly remember was those two things. I remember about the pipe, but I forgot about the other artifacts. And no, I didn't even remember Steve and Claudia, that part either. That didn't ring a bell either. No, I did remember that. I knew that coming into it. That's one of the few things I remembered. So I knew that was coming, and I know what's coming next with the other part of um, the metronome, which I didn't Mm -hmm. read yet. And I didn't remember them hunting all these artifacts, and some of them were funny, so I put them in order, because some of them were funny. Hi there, are you here for a summer sational sale? Oh, a sale. There's a sale. Thong's giving me a rash. Claudia and Steve find John McCready's Ray-Ban sunglasses, which makes the wearer invisible. So it says here the sunglasses might belong to a John A. McCready. Oh, he was the pilot who first developed Ray-Bans. I guess his first pair worked so well at reflecting light, they made the wearer invisible to the human eye. But, blind for twice the amount of time they were worn after taking them off, and they find the sunglass-wearing culprit in the fitting room of a lingerie store. It was funny because Steve is like, so you're telling me some guys just hanging around the store invisible? Why? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, you forgot what kind of shop it was. Right. So you think an invisible Jordan is just hanging around the store? Why would he do that? (laughs) And now I see why. There's a ghost in there. It was too funny because that should have been Pete's moment. Right. But they gave it to Steve. Yeah, and I was like, huh? Yeah. Artie and Lena posed as employees of the Department of Contagion, which they just made up, to find Napoleon's violin at the music school. It's okay. It's okay. We're with the Department of... Of Contagion. Contagion. Uh, This violin, was it bought at a pawn shop downtown? My mom bought it this morning. This this isn't the avian flu, is it? Or SARS? Get it out of here. It's okay. Your mom sent us. Aren't you going to quarantine her? Wash your hands. So apparently it can cause a wave of violence if the right key is hit. Oh, Napoleon figures. What? I'm fairly certain this is the violin Napoleon played in exile. If that girl would have hit a G sharp, this town would have erupted in a wave of violence that would have made 13 Vendemiere seem like a street fair. But before they bagged it, sparks and fireballs were shooting out all over the place. So why didn't the girl and the teacher see that, or at least hear it? I don't know. I mean, Maybe because it went out of shape. I don't know. Because, you know what? I don't even know. But the other thing was, I don't remember even Sparky when Artie put it in the bag. To tell you the truth, I don't even remember him putting it in the bag. Yeah, he he bagged it, but it, it didn't spark. I don't remember at all, so I can't even help you to remember if it sparked <laughs> or not. Because I don't even remember him bagging it. We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, it is very likely you're also a fan of Eureka. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. The funniest one I thought was when Artie and Lena go to find Bobby Jones's golf clubs. 
Oh, yeah. And the clubs magnify anger to the point of fury. The person who purchased it bought them for his wife so he could teach her how to play golf, which just reminds me of that Everybody Loves Raymond episode. Yes. When Mm -hmm. Deborah wanted to learn how to play golf so they could spend more time together, and Raymond's upset because he doesn't want to spend his golfing time with her. Yeah. So he tries to make it so she hates it. And this guy is doing the same thing. He wasn't going to buy her good clubs. He didn't want her there. He wanted to spend time with his friends. And then his wife is funny when she's or swinging the clubs at his friends, saying, you know, the Christmas lights are still up. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. We're supposed to go to the flower show, but no, I can't, dear. I've got to spend eight hours getting drunk with my buddy. Jenna, please, put that club down. Every single weekend with you idiots. And the Christmas lights are still up! But then Artie grabs the club with his bare hands. Now, they knew they were going to look for the clubs. I mean, why would you grab them with your bare hands? Why wouldn't you already have gloves on? Well, they they do stuff like this. I know. And then there's a reason for the madness because Lena heard them. Right. And Lena now knows something's up. Mm-hmm. I don't think she has any clue whatsoever what's up, but she knows mm-hmm. something's wrong. But, you know, his whole outburst, he never mentions the astrolabe. No, which is good. Yeah. What? Just hand it over? Sure, that's what everybody wants. I do all the work, and nobody knows. I'm the one who risked everything and was asked to sacrifice everything that he loved, and I can't even tell anyone that I saved them. The birdcage doesn't have an official name that I could find, but the description is, when held, it attracts the attention and rouses the anger of any bird within a one-mile radius. Also, it causes the user to smell strongly with bacon for many days afterward. Now, I don't know what that has to do with anything. (laughs) I don't even think they said that, do they? I don't remember that either. I don't remember them saying anything about bacon. Right. I just remember fudge. Right, right. That was in the lingerie shop, yeah. And then there was a fudge factory next door anyway. Yeah. At least now we know what the birdcage does. Okay. The Prius is backed up to the door. I count. You toss me the cage. We sprint for the neutralizer tank in the trunk. Easy peasy. What about Woodstock, (laughs) Tweety, and all their friends? He's got his eyes on my eyes. Yeah, did you not hear me say sprint? And then we never see Steve and Claudia bag the waffle iron. Nope. That mm-hmm. makes one skin melt, but they do mention that they had when they all decide to go to the diner where they bagged it to eat after the case is right. over. All right, I'm going to take you back to the bird cage. How come they didn't use that, like, um, after Hitchcock's um, The Birds? That would have been perfect. I never understood the end of that movie. What, The Birds? Yeah. I never okay. understood the end. It's like these birds attacked people for the whole movie, and then they just let her walk out of the school or whatever it was. Mm, like it just went away. Right. Yeah, because they're taking her away. They're taking her out of town on the way out. Then she looks back. And came when she came. They left when she went out. Right, but at the end, before she left town, mm-hmm. they all just stopped and let her walk out of the school. They were all there. Mm-hmm. And they just let her walk out. And I never understood that. Because they knew she was leaving. Is that what it is? 
I don't know. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> I watched it so many times, but I'm going, I believe that's the reason why. Because, you know, at one point they knew that they were going. You know, animals send things that we don't send. So my whole thing was, oh, he's taking her up out of here so we could chill for a minute. Let's chill, let her just walk out. I don't know how many times I've seen that over my lifetime, and I never understood the end. Never. I understood that it was all about her. But I didn't understand why at the end they just let her walk out. That's going to torment her for the rest of her life, so why attack her? Because <laughs> every time she sees a pigeon, it's over. Mentally, it's over. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, God, no, this is karma for playing too much Angry Birds. So this whole thing with Jesse, like I remembered it, but at first I didn't understand. I couldn't figure out why he didn't understand that his brother like him, had a rare blood type, and finding a donor would be difficult. You know, it's like all these shows you see, he's holding him at gunpoint, although he had the pipe, insisting they do surgery, when how could they do surgery if they don't have a heart? Right. His mother said that he was always a difficult child. Yeah. There was always anger issues. He responds before he listens. Exactly. So even at one point, he's not even hearing somebody even telling him the truth and what needs to be done. In his head, he's still like, it needs to get done. You need to save him. I even wrote it down, too. Dude, this guy's got a rare blood type. Well, you don't know, or or did he know it wasn't difficult? Mike had noticed that he had a Band-Aid on. I don't know why he had, like, a, a bandage around him when all he needed was a Band-Aid. Uh, I don't know. But that's exactly what I was thinking. Why does he not understand that he has a rare blood type? Best. He didn't get the results from the blood test yet. That's the only thing I could think of. I figured it out the second time I watched it. Okay. He was given blood, so he knows he has a rare blood type. But then I realized that the operation he was getting money for was not a transplant. Because she says it, and I didn't catch it the first time. One of the other doctors told them about an operation. It wasn't a transplant. It was a different operation. But Mm -hmm. what Mrs. Garner was trying to tell him was that he's too far gone for that operation. Right, yeah, you're right. And she was yeah. trying to tell him he needs a transplant. So you're right, if he stopped and listened, he would have known that. But right. he wouldn't listen because he had his head set on them doing another operation, which his brother was way past. That wasn't going to help him. And he didn't know that because he was going around doing all this damage. And she was trying to tell him when he came to her office, but he wasn't listening. And finally, Micah is the one who told him. Finally, Mm -hmm. he stopped and listened to Micah for two seconds, who said he needed a transplant. Again, because it's not easy to find a heart, so he decides to kill himself to give his heart to his brother. That's the other thing I couldn't understand. (laughs) When you get electrocuted, don't you burn some of your I know. I thought of that too, yeah. Is it hitting him in the chest? Yeah, well, this is TV. But it was a nice gesture. You know, he sacrificed himself for his brother because he knew his brother had a better future than he did. Right. Mrs. Garner, Jesse's a compatible donor, right? I mean, he's a match for his brother, Ronnie. Get a gurney and page Dr. Keller. I'll notify the OR to get ready for an organ transplant. We couldn't save him, Pete. He got what he wanted, Mike. He saved his brother after all. And then later on in the office, Artie takes something out of the drawer 57F. And then he calls someone to find an artifact. He's looking for the dagger. But I couldn't figure out who he was calling. Oh, it didn't say who he's calling. No, but I was trying to think, 
who could he be calling? And then after the show ended, it kind of occurred to me, and I'm not positive. Who do you think he's calling? Do you have a thought? I don't have a clue. I was like, who's he calling? I think it's HG. We forgot about her. She's not in prison anymore. Right. Yeah, I was wondering where she's at. Right. She hasn't been there. Right. That's true, too. Oh, maybe. So, I don't know. I just thought of it after because I couldn't think of who else he would be calling. Mm -hmm. It's not like he'd be calling a regent or Mrs. Frederick. And he definitely said he didn't want Pete or Micah to know. And I totally forgot about HG. And for some reason, after the show was over, because I was writing it in my notes about who Mm -hmm. did he call. And I was like, I wonder if it's HG. But I don't know. But that would make sense to me anyway. Yeah, it would. I mean, she's pretty good at finding artifacts. Yeah, it makes sense. But so I don't know. Part of me, yeah, I would go with that. But somebody else might pop up. Right. Unless it's somebody we never saw before. It's just a new character. But I think if it was a new character, um, he might have said the name or something because we wouldn't know who it was anyway. Yeah. I don't know. That's my thought. But I could be wrong. That sounds like a good choice. Hello. Yes, it's Arthur. Yes, I'm at the warehouse. Where else would I be? Uh, Listen, there's something that I need done. Uh, For various reasons, I can't tell Pete or Micah or anybody. Not yet. Something I need done completely off the books. Yes, good. All right, good. I'll send you the information. I want you to find a certain artifact before it finds me. And then just like random thoughts, I I found it odd that no one thought about the missing artifacts before the spider bite happened. It didn't seem like anybody was thinking, oh, what happened to all these artifacts he had? This is what I believe, and I could be wrong. Maybe they didn't realize that they got what he had. Because remember, they did collect some of the artifacts that he had. Maybe they thought they had everything. Where did they collect artifacts that he had? Well, the Metrodome, right? He had that. I thought he had a couple of other that they got. No? I don't think so. Maybe the bracelet, but... Oh, uh, yeah, the bracelet. Because Steve said that they had them all in the cases at the airport or wherever they were. But he must have moved them after Steve died. But they knew, because even in the previously on, Mrs. Frederick says, you know, it's dangerous for one person to have all these artifacts out in the world. And it's just weird that nobody thought about it until they got a ping about a spider bite. And Steve remembers the artifact. Yeah, you're right, because wouldn't it be on your mind that we need to collect these things? Exactly. And where did he put them? And, you know, it just seemed weird that nobody even thought about it. It didn't seem like anybody was thinking about it until they got the ping. Right. Yeah, you're right, because that should have been the first thing they should have been taken care of. Right. That's what I would think, too, yeah. Oh, hey, Lena. Look at you out in the field. No, 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 no. This is all wrong. Yeah. Okay, these headphones cannot be next to this mask like this, and this iron should never lay flat. Yeah, see, uh, with all these artifacts in play, I wanted Lena here to do whatever it is Lena does. Yeah, no, 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 more the merrier. It was cool that Lena got to go out with the team, because we've never seen her do that. Yeah, because it was funny when she said, no, 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 it can't go next to that, or, or this and that, I was cracking up, because Lena can see certain things. Right. I don't believe... Lena's her age either. I don't know. Didn't she say how old Artie is, truly? Artie? No. Oh, I don't know. That's something else. Oh, my God. It was mixed up. I was watching The, the Librarian. Oh. I'm sorry. Which is the same show, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same exact show. Yeah, sorry, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. It was also cool, because we finally really kind of see what Lena does in the warehouse, because we never really see what she does. 
Yeah. It was never really clear. I mean, you you know she felt things and she could see auras, but we never really saw her in action, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Then there was a few things I found funny, and the first one was Pete's big mission briefing about the hot water, when he's the one using all the hot water. <laughs> and what was it, the shower gel or something that yeah. he used? Yeah. Somebody used it, and he's like, well, that's mine. Well, you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hot water. Okay, people. Now that we're back to five at the B&B, we need to talk about the bathroom situation. Pete, it's an old house. You can't take 30-minute showers. Uh, 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 Lena, the half-hour power shower is a sacred thing, okay? Also, I used the rest of the peppermint body scrub. Oh, that was mine. Well, you weren't using it. That's because I was dead. Ah, I gotta play that card. Right now, I'm wishing I was dead. And that was weird, too. And and I don't know how I would have felt about that. And he says it. He's walking out of the dead agent's room. It's their room. Right. What does he go back to? Do they make the same room up for him again, but they got one in hold and one out in the world? I think they duplicate the room. Yeah, I think they move all of their personal effects into the dead agent's vault. So he probably goes back to an empty room and then has to decorate all over again or do whatever. And I said, oh, my God, it's got to be so weird. Yeah, and I knew we saw that again, but I I didn't remember that it was for Steve. Although Mm -hmm. I knew that Steve was going to die, and so I should have figured that out. But I knew we saw that again. And then I also found it funny that the fake cinnamon rolls convinced Pete that Sykes really was evil. Yeah, that's too funny. (laughs) Pete, you need anything? (laughs) And both Pete and Claudia are disappointed in the pawn shop. Yeah. You know, the History Channel has got to stop glamorizing the pawn industry. Wow. Yeah, blew out the whole window. No, I mean, this pawn shop doesn't look anything like the one on that TV show. See, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, well, you expect something different, but every town is different. But, you know, that show Pawn, what is it? Um, Pawn Brokers, or... Oh, I forgot now. I know which one you're talking about, the one in Florida. But, I mean, I've been in big pawn shops, and I've been in little pawn shops. And they're different. Like, that one that they were in, we had one on Thompson Avenue. Yep, we used to have a small one. We used to go to the pawn shop all the time. Yeah, and videotapes. We did videotapes, or when he was in the gaming, or records. You know, then we got up to CDs. And, and then sometimes it's just like um, going window shopping. You just go to a pawn shop and see what they got. And then it was kind of cute that Micah was all proud of herself when she was able to check the browser history on Jesse's laptop. Oh, yeah, that was cute. Because she learned it from Claudia. Mm-hmm. So that was cute, yeah. So, I don't really have that much else. What do you have? No, that's about it. It was a good episode. I liked it. I liked it, too, yeah. And this is the first one in a while that I liked both the A and the B plot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll be back next week for episode four. Yep. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Uh, they could have stored him at Devil's Lake. Well, it is only a four-hour drive. We could have had Marcus take them there before he came to the B&B. Or Tyler. No, Tyler was... Well, actually, it was... Peace! Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th Warehouse. On Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. On our website at the 13thWarehouse.com or on Podbean. 
Theme music for the 13th Warehouse, Reflections in the Mirror, provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th Warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.